I spent the last three years learning from some of the most ingenious mergers and acquisition specialists around. And now I've decided to take the leap into buying businesses. The real questions are how will I do it? How much of the behind the scenes can we really show? And how can business owners like you maximize their purchase price and build generational wealth? This show is going to give you the answers. Join me and follow along as I share mine and other stories as we buy, sell, or merge healthcare businesses and physical therapy practices. I'm Dave Kittle, and this is The Dave Kittle Show. So now tell us a little bit more. You're doing iMove PT and not that we're, you know, you can certainly mention it that I, I know you've had different PTs come on and it's like a franchise model. So maybe yeah, like go into that a bit as to why that model instead of just like you finding other PTs in your market, other markets and kind of owning the whole experience and owning the whole organization and having W2 therapists or 1099s, whatever. Why go and roll out the franchise model instead of just owning everything? Yeah, well, I think that's a great question. And and back in fall of 2020, when I kind of fell in love with the mobile, with the one-on-one model, I had to really think about that because I was starting to think, hmm, this could be a franchisable product because as we know, when we're going through our physical therapy training, we're, we get very little, very little business training because they have to prep us to take boards and pass boards. And so because of that, so many people, almost 99.9% of physical therapists that come out of school, they have to work for somebody else or a hospital or a corporation, or maybe they get into private practice, but they're too apprehensive to start their own company or they're too worried or they just don't think that, that they can do it too much risk. And so I thought that if I could use my, at that point in time, like 27 years of experience to help another PT to be their own boss, to help them and to grow the brand that I created, I sort of thought that was a win-win and it's, it's taken a lot of work. I mean, it's, I don't know if any of your audience has ever been a franchisor, but wow, to go from the concept to then where actually you can actually speak to someone about maybe becoming a, a, a franchisee. It's multiple steps, a lot of attorney conversations. You have to get a franchise attorney. It's expensive. I'm very glad that I did it because now we're starting to get some proof of concept and we have four franchisees now and hopefully a fifth in about two weeks. But I just really want to, I don't know, this, is, this might sound cheesy, but I wanted to leave something behind. So one day, one day, one day when I stopped working, I wanted to leave something behind to the future generations that they could be business owners. They can be independent. They just need some knowledge of how to do it from a uh, from a QuickBooks all the way through HR recruitment to billing. We do all the billing for our franchisees. There's certain things that a PT does not want to want to deal with. And billing has to be at the top of that list. So I'm like, okay, well, we're going to do it for you. But I didn't want to be the owner of a company out of town because, I don't know, it's just to me, that's what's going to be... The, the, over, the oversight could be challenging to manage that. It, and... it, it can be. And what, what happens if your lead PT in Brooklyn that, you know, I'm the owner, it's all great. And then one day they get a great offer to go elsewhere 
well, I can't treat there. I'm in St. Louis. So then it would just be, unfortunately, I think would be kind of a mess. And so that's really where I came up with this concept. And I'm not sure where it's where it's going to go, how far it's going to go. But so far, I'm pretty ecstatic. And I've got four people that are really happy that they're able to be their own boss and creating their own scene. And, you know, and the other thing is, too, is when you're a franchisee, you have your own business. So you're building an asset. It's like, do you want to rent an apartment or do you want to own a home? You know, it's so when you work for someone else, there's nothing wrong with it. Not everyone can be an owner of something and that's totally fine. But, you know, when you're a franchisee, if in five years, if you went out or you want to do something else, well, you have an asset that you can sell. Like you can sell that company that you've built. And not only were you making money along the way, but when you go to sell, you should make some money off of it. And yeah. But so I interviewed Andy Zapata on the show and he owns Physical Therapy Now. It's a franchise based in Miami. And I think he's got like, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Andy, if you're watching this, I think it's like 50 or more plus or I don't even know the number. I think it's in the 50 range of of franchisees or locations. And sometimes he buys them back as the franchise company and then he'll you know find a new person, a new therapist or an owner. And then I'm assuming it's going to be similar to yours. So like you just said, that physical therapist could then sell that asset in the future. But with his and probably with yours is like, you have to approve yep. that new therapist that's going to buy what's one of the metros that you're in that like, let's say if that therapist sells Tulsa. it, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Tulsa, Oklahoma. So that therapist wants to move, has to move medical issues, whatever they want to sell, but you would have to approve that new therapist that would then be coming in to buy the franchise and the rights and whatever else that is entailed with that. Correct. So myself as the franchisor, yes, I have to, I have to prove and approve of who they sell to. And I do, I'm not sure about how Andy does his franchise, but I franchise to physical therapist only. And I know that's going to mean perhaps slower growth and that's totally fine. It doesn't bother me because the whole this whole idea was because they wanted to help other physical therapists to have their own company and be very confident and make a huge impact in their community. But yes, I would would have to prove it. I would have the ability to buy that franchise territory back. But again, that's not really what what I want. I want, you know, I want someone else to have their own company. That's awesome. And then, you know, one thing that we've started doing is so this is it's a mobile model, but all my experience and my, you know, my passion is in in the outpatient setting. I worked in the outpatient setting for 25 years. And so in about two to three weeks, we will have our first outpatient iMove PT clinic in St. Louis. And A, I wanted to have that model because I wanted to give patients another location that they could be seen. I mean, honestly, a lot of people love the model, but a lot of people want to go somewhere. And that's understandable, too. And so now in St. Louis, we're going to have the best of both worlds. And what's awesome is that in 2024, because like every franchisor has to update their documents every year. So in 2024, we'll be able to say to either a current franchisees or a franchisee that is a prospect, we're going to say, look, we want you to come on as a mobile practice. I think that's a good start, especially if you have no ownership experience or, you know, but we have the outpatient clinic model where you're still going to treat one-on-one and here's how we do it. So that to me is really exciting because, you know, just, I think it gives us another option and 
Uh, I'm excited. It's still going to be one-on-one. It'll be the first time in my career, outpatient-wise, that we've been able to do one-on-one. And I've learned a lot from you, Dave, and I give you kudos for everything you've done with your practice. And we're going to use some of those concepts. And we're just going to give the best care we can and get reimbursed as we should because we're not a commodity. And I hope that one day every physical therapist understands that. We have tremendous skill. Unfortunately, many or all the insurance companies don't see that. I agree. And um, all the, you know, co-pays, deductibles, co-insurances, everything is rising and has been right over the right. past several years, five, yeah. 10 years or so. So I don't really care what amount comes from an insurance company or comes from the patient. Like obviously you and I, and many therapists watch this, like if we're doing one-on-one visits or home visits or whatever, concierge visits, whatever we're going to call it, we're all in on that visit. You know, our, our therapists are all in with like, the full offering of what we provide, no matter what. And it doesn't matter if if we don't take someone's insurance and then they're paying 100% out of pocket or if they're paying out of pocket for four or five visits to hit their deductible and then their in-network copay kicks in and they're paying $30, but we're still doing the 60-minute the home visit. Either way, we're going to be providing that same value no matter what. Mm-hmm. But I think in the future, it's just going to be more and more cost to the consumer the consumers are going to continue to not to be on my soapbox here, but the consumers are going to be continuing to do more research. They're going to be, they're going to continue to be invested, putting investment in, in time and effort into finding the right providers for them inside PT, outside of PT, whatever it might be. And therefore, because of the rising cost, it will make more individuals, more healthcare consumers more conscious about their decisions and not just go to wherever or, and there will be the practices where they could always go and will always accept their in-network insurance. And then there's going to be other practices that will have different models and like us, and we accept some insurances out of network and we don't accept anything in network and all that. So that's kind of, when you mentioned some of that, like that's kind of what came into my mind about costs. And I mean, but it, I think you mentioned before when you, you and I were talking offline, you want it to be, you still want it to be affordable and accessible, right? To your patients. So you want it to be affordable and accessible, but in-network rates are plateaued or declining in some instances. Mm-hmm. So how do you make sense of that, Mike? How do you make sense of, you want to make it accessible and affordable to your consumers, your residents nearby, yeah. but you also want to charge or make what you believe you're worth yeah, for the value that you're delivering. Well, I would say, Dave, that is a question we could definitely talk about. That's a whole separate podcast right there. No, no, I think that that's good. But the thing is, is I know that you and I and all the other people that have a model similar to us have to accept that we aren't for, for everybody. Yes, correct. My job is not to treat every patient out there. My job is to treat every patient out there that understands what I do and is looking for a model where they are going to get more one-on-one time and they're willing to pay for pay more for it. Now, I definitely have heard of people charging three and four hundred dollars to self-pay visit. That's not us. You know, I couldn't, I don't know. I mean, that's incredible if you can get that, but I I I couldn't do that. I mean, I, you know, so. I want it to be affordable, but I'm not, again, I hate to keep using that commodity word, but I'm not going to be considered that. And 
honestly, when we talk with a new patient on the phone and you had an awesome podcast with Jerry Durham and yeah, I learned, yeah, I learned uh, maybe it was episode, I want to say like 35 or 40. I'm a nerd if I know what podcast. That's awesome. I love it. <laughs> but I learned so much from that, just about how you communicate with the patient when you're out of network. And, you know, it's, it is, it's about establishing to that patient that you care about them. And yeah, maybe we don't take your insurance, but that's not what I'm concerned about. Are we the right provider even for you? And if we are, okay, let's talk. I want to find out about you. But I think it's everything in life is communication. You can get through, I don't know if you know who Brian Gallagher is, but this is an awesome quote for Brian. And I don't know, who knows, Brian may have stole it from someone else, but communication is the universal solvent. I really feel like if you can communicate well, respect people, have empathy, that people will understand what it is you do. And not everyone's going to be able to either afford you or think they want you. But I bet if we can get three out of 10, I think you even said it, three or four out of 10 out of network calls to come in and at least get an evaluation. To me, that's a, a big win. And we have to get out of the mindset of, we need to treat more patients, more patients, more patients. Well, we do need to treat patients, but we need to make sure that we're making enough money out of it to keep our doors open, to have employees that we can give raises to. And if you cut that margin too lean, you're not going to survive. So my practice in St. Louis, we we do see Medicare Part B, but I was reading something the other day, or maybe it was your podcast, that since 2005, we've had a 20% reduction in Medicare reimbursement. Now, I bet your expenses haven't dropped 20% since 2005. And so that can't like continue to go on for very much longer. And that's why it's incumbent upon us to get as educated as we can, to be able to talk about what we do, be able to educate that, that consumer, because Someday, if it continues to decline, then we won't be able to treat Medicare patients. And there's going to be a problem with that because there's going to be a shortage of Medicare providers to the people that may need us more than anybody. Agreed. Right now, if you were to say that to a Medicare beneficiary, they won't care. They don't care that that the rates have decreased 20% since 05 or whatever you just said. Right. They don't care. No. No. And so they have... I tell them the same thing. Like you have choices. Here's your options. Like, you know, you could, you could call it Fox rehab. And sometimes the wait is four weeks. Sometimes we've had people, you know, not get callbacks from different places for a week or two. Yeah. You could go to an outpatient office and use your Medicare and that might have a waiting list. And if they can get you in right away, great. But then you might be treated by overlaps with other patients at the same time. And, not get the same one-on-one care, or you could have the Wagyu beef experience of physical therapy, which is what we offer. Yeah. Yeah. But we're not for everyone. Like you said, the people that go to McDonald's, they don't eat it. Tony Luger's and you know, the the big state places and vice versa. So we we can't, that's not for everyone. If you, if, if we try to be everything to everybody, we're going to hurt ourselves. And so you have to know, What kind of practice do you have? What kind of practice do you want? And look, if you want to be in a clinic where you're treating three patients an hour, that's great. More power to you. I don't think it's good care, but I guess enough people do think it's good care that those practices are still open. I mean, 
I heard one time one guy said that this was amazing. The hardest thing on the human brain is when you're multitasking repetitively over and over. And I just, bam, like, wow, that was exactly, there's a period of my career. I won't say when that period was, but there's a period of my career when that was me and it, it just drains the energy out of you. And so, yeah, I mean, if someone wants to work in this thing, that's fine. You know, and I tell people as well, and everyone in your audience, if they're thinking about becoming a franchisee for iMove PT because they're going to make 500 grand in a year, I'm like, well, you probably ought to rethink that. Or if they want to not treat, all they, they want to do is manage and not treat patients. It's like, well, you may want to re- re- rethink that. I mean, the, the goal would be to not treat as much if you're an owner, of course, but just to sit back and manage, I think that's hard too. Because, you know, unless you can have a practice where you're truly making, you know, whatever, three or $400 an hour, it's, it's hard. It's hard, you know, and we all, of course, we always want to work on our business, not always in it. But I think when you go to the other extreme and you never work in it, I think in healthcare, that's a tough thing. I mean, how many, how many surgeons do you know of that don't treat patients? Hardly any, you know? So it's, I don't know. I know we're kind of going off on a tangent here, but there's so many topics of of healthcare that I think that that every physical therapist out there should really open their eyes and I don't know and don't don't take any referral for for granted. Treat that patient like a king or queen. Always, you know. know? But I think it was great. We went down a couple different routes there. What's a good place for the audience to reach out to you, Mike, to learn more about yourself, whether it's LinkedIn your website, email address, contact you if they have any questions, if they want to run anything by you, maybe if they want to, if they're a younger PT or someone even in the middle of their career and they're, they're looking to learn more about your company's like support mm-hmm. and services and you know maybe to find out if they are or are not the right fit for to become a franchisee potentially. Yeah, no, I think that you can call me 636-578-3649. You know, I gave I gave you my phone. I gave your audience my phone number last time and not one person called me. So I'm going to... Oh, come on audience. now, audience. Come on one now. One person to call me, 636-578-3649. Is that the same number I have? Yeah, I think so. So if I call you, this doesn't count. This doesn't count. No, it does not count. That does not count. Especially if you're in Hawaii, I'd love to have a franchisee in Hawaii. Um, <laughs> I have, have a good reason to go out and do uh, yeah, some site yeah, visits and yeah, all that. Yeah. And they can also email me, Mike at imovephysicaltherapy.com. I'm on LinkedIn as well, Michael Gorman. And I'll say one other thing. If you're a therapist and the franchisee model doesn't really sound like it's for you, that that's understandable. It's not for everyone. I talk to people all the time. I said, you know, it's got to be right thing for you at the right time in your life. But if you're not, but you have a network of people that you think would like it, I will say this, that I offer a $5,000 referral fee to anybody that refers a PT to me that becomes a franchisee. So, and I mean that because I want to give as many PTs the opportunity to be their own boss as they, they can. I want to expand this brand. So if you don't think it's for you, but you may know someone that's, hmm, this could be right up the alley have them give me a call and tell me your name. And if they become a franchisee, I promise you on Dave Kittle's life that I'll give you a $5,000 check. And if I can't pay you, if I can't pay you, I'll ask Dave for a short, a small loan. 
No, I was I was going to say if someone reaches out to you directly and becomes a franchisee yeah. because they first heard about you on the Dave Kittle show, then we're either going to need a five thousand dollar check from you or you could become a sponsor. Ooh, I like that. I can become a sponsor. Yes. I've had a bunch of demand for sponsors and I've held off because the main thing is like, I'm trying to put this out for practice owners. Practice owners reach out to us to see if we're the right fit to partner with them yeah. and all that. So we had questions. We've had some EMRs and some other, you know, ancillary PT companies. So who knows? We'll see. I don't know. Well, all kidding aside. I mean, that's not a kidding. The $5,000 is not a kidding, but all joking aside, I met you probably, well, I met you on the, your podcast probably a year ago wow. and I started to tune into you and I respect you so much for what you have done, what you've created up there in a very hard environment and just that you're willing to share your knowledge. I mean, I can't, I probably have texted you 30 times in the last year and needing some advice or something and you're very willing to share. And that says a lot because a lot of people like to not share their knowledge because they're afraid that they're going to give away something. But I admire you and I do hope one day I can be your first sponsor. There we go. And if I ever come out to St. Louis, we're definitely going to meet up Cardinals, maybe a Cardinals oh. game or something. Like that. If you ever come out here to New York City, please give me a heads up. We'll certainly uh, meet up and we'll go from digital to in-person. Okay, that 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 sounds great. But right now is not a good time to go to Cardinal game because we have the worst worst record in the National League for the first time in 40 years. So mm. not looking very good here, but you know, anyway, but Hey, I always enjoy talking to you and anytime you want me on your podcast, I'm here for you. You got it. Mike Gorman. Thank you so much. If you find this valuable, helpful, if you're a physical therapist, practice owner, clinic director, looking to get into ownership, looking to sell, reach out to us. My email address will be at the end of this. Feel free subscribe to the Dave Kittle show on YouTube, iTunes, and Spotify. We'll catch you here next time. Bye. Hey, it's Dave Kittle. Are you a healthcare business owner or physical therapy practice owner who is looking to figure out your succession plan or exit strategy? We might be able to help. And in fact, we may be interested in acquiring your practice. If you're interested, you can reach out to me. Shoot me an email at dave at conciergepainrelief.com. That's D-A-V-E at C-O-N-C-I-E-R-G-E, painrelief.com or you can call me at any time, 646-781-8884.